we want to tell you about a wonderful organization. It's called Better Together. And they've deployed an army of volunteers and community partners to to help meet the growing needs of Southwest Florida families and um, and the children and in the wake of Hurricane Ian. And Megan Rose is the CEO of Better Together, and we invited her to spend some time with us this morning. Hi, Megan. How are you? I'm great. It's such an honor to be here this morning. Now, your organization is based in Naples, isn't it? Yes, we are based in Naples, but we have programs um, in different parts of the state and then a program nationally in about 14 states. This is pretty exciting to see what God is up to through what you guys are doing. Um, Tell us about your experience with the hurricane. Um, So home for me is actually southeast Cape Coral. So um, my community um, took on a lot of water, um, Mm -hmm. and so did a majority of our team. Um, and our volunteers and a lot of people who support us. Um, it's, it's hard to explain. If you're not here, it's, you know, it's just different. Um, there's a lot of devastation. There's a lot of loss. And there's just a lot of families that are really, um, you know, they're isolated before the storm. But the storm just compounded everything and made it so much worse. Yeah. Did you guys ride out the storm there? Yes, we did. <laughs> so, tell us about would that. Would you do it again? Yeah. yeah, would you do it again and tell us what happened? <laughs> um, well, we have um, four kids, um, seven, five, um, three, and nine months. So they kept us preoccupied. We had some epic Nerf gun wars. Um, <laughs> Which is always fun, I might add. Yeah, if the kids look back, they're just like, oh, that was the best day ever. Um but for us, I mean, it was, yeah, it was a little eerie um, and just a lot when you lose communication and you don't know what's going on, um, that was hard. And then it just, the storm moved so slowly. It was just the longest day ever. It's just, you're like, is this done yet? Are we almost mm-hmm. done? Mm-hmm. Um, and what made it hard too is when the storm finally ended, it was the middle of the night. So oh. you couldn't really go out and start helping people or assess damage or you know, really have any idea what the, we had no idea the magnitude of what we were going to wake up to the next morning. Yeah. After 10 or 12 hours of being beaten up. Yeah. Just being pounded. That's just amazing. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. So when you did wake up and you walked outside, what did you see? Oh, it looked like a war zone. It was devastating. Um, we had our neighbor's roof in our front yard, um, oh, trees boy. gone everywhere. Um, the water had receded already, but, you know, there's boats just thrown around like toy cars. Um, it was just, it was really hard to, I went through Hurricane Charlie um, in Punta Gorda, um, which was a devastating storm. Um, so it was really just, it's different when you're an adult and you have children and you see, you know, it didn't just impact, you know, our family impacted my whole family, my team, our community in just such a large way. So it was, um, it was hard to kind of wrap your head around what the extent of the damage and the impact that it had, because it's just such a big storm. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. not, it's, the storm is over, but the it recovery just, is not over. Exactly. And I can hear it in your voice, Megan. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that weariness of spirit. Yes. Um, so better together, we, um, we knew, you know, we were fortunate. We had, you know, a working car and 
we had, you know, family and a support system. And quickly we were able to, you know, do what we needed to do on our home to get things at least stable and safe. But we realized that there's so many families, like I said, that were already isolated um, and in tough times before the storm. Um, and a lot of families, if you don't have gas, you don't have transportation, um, that makes isolation even so much harder in the wake of a devastation like a major hurricane. Um, so we started knocking on doors in some communities that were hit really hard but weren't getting the resources that they needed. Um, and it was devastating. Um, we talked to families that haven't eaten in days. We saw children that looked like they had chicken pox. And it was just, they were covered head to toe in mosquito bites. Oh my, well. Trailers with gaping holes, you would see the mold growing up. Um, and these families, you know, they're trying their best to make things safe and secure, but they didn't have a lot of resources. They have nobody to call when times are tough, no place to stay. And so it really reminded me of, you know, I've gone on mission trips. Um, I felt like I was in a third world country, um, just walking alongside families and kids were eating up apples like candy, just gobbling them up. Mm. But there was hope. You know, we, we started knocking on doors and people are like, no one's ever knocked on my door. Mm -hmm. And they just wanted to be seen and heard and we were able to pray for them and hear what they needed. And then we told them, we're like, we're going to come back. And we just kept coming back every day. How are you doing? Here are the things you needed. You needed mosquito netting. You needed bug spray. You needed a, you know, we had some families that had insulin and they didn't have refrigeration. So we were getting them generators and little fridges and coolers so they could keep their medication cold. Um, meeting just immediate needs and bringing those needs to these families in a really relational way. That's so amazing what you guys yeah. were doing. It's like, okay, it's not just a one and done. It's like, okay, we're going to come back and check on you. Over and over That and is over. huge. Yeah. That's, you know, that's like, okay, well, you haven't forgotten about me. Thank you, guys. And see, the, the cool thing is, Megan, it's doing it in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, this is what it really means to be the hands and feet of the Lord. It's... Yes, we need to know what God's Word says, but we also need to live it out. And uh, in these challenging times, that's exactly what so many people who follow Jesus in Southwest Florida are doing, including folks who uh, work with you. Isn't that something else? It really is incredible. And we heard that over and over. We had so many families say, I had just given up on just any sort of faith. I had just lost trust in the church and, you know, we got to hear their stories and reconfirm that they lost faith in God. He never lost faith in them. Well, you know, that's great. We're going to get back to that. I want to hear more about yeah. those stories and also about uh, your faith in the midst of, of all of this. Better Together is the name of the organization. BetterTogetherUS.org is the website. And we have it uh, linked up for you, Curtin Cape Mornings, on the Facebook page. And we're going to be talking uh, more with Megan Rose coming up. Keep it right here. Joining us is Megan Rose. She is the CEO of a wonderful organization. It's called Better Together. And they have deployed an army of volunteers and community partners to 
meet the growing needs of Southwest Florida families and uh, children in the wake of Hurricane Ian, based in uh, Naples, and she was sharing her her own story and the the stories of those uh, folks that she knows there, uh, what it was like to experience this hurricane, and and uh, so we've been sharing some of this. They've they've done some amazing work. Uh, we highlighted that in the name of Jesus, reaching out and helping folks. We've got some stats here that are really, uh, really cool. We're going to get to those in a moment. But first, Megan, I want to ask you this. Um, in light of the storm, how has dealing with this impacted your own personal walk with Jesus? Man, um, my relationship with the Lord has just gone just deeper than I ever thought it could. Um, and just such a testament is just trusting him and taking a leap of faith. And um, I, we didn't have school for three weeks. And mm. so I have two kids, a first grader and a kindergartner um, and two younger ones, but you have a great Nana that helps with them. But they came with me every single day when we went out in the community and we were helping families. Um, and to be able to not just share my testimony and my faith with the community, but also be able to live it out with my children and be able to show them what it means to walk with the Lord, but also um, share the love of Christ and, you know, just actions that align with your faith. Um, that's something that I am incredibly grateful for. Um, and what I saw the Lord do in my kids' hearts and all of our volunteers who brought their kids, if you think about it, a lot of these kids felt so helpless. There's not a lot of, you know, kids can do in a time of crisis, but we put these kids to work and they were dropping diapers off. They were hugging other kids and telling them it's okay and telling them just sharing their faith and, and it was just incredible. Um, you know, it's just so important to know that your kids are watching you and the best way that you can, um, and this is what I love about Better Together, it's like you get to do mission work in the community of your home. You get to bring the mission field to your dining room table. You get to live on mission as an entire family. Um, and we've always done that, but we got to do it in such an amplified, such a bigger way. Um, and so God has just been stirring my heart. We've always done amazing things, and we've done a lot through Better Together. But just realizing, man, there's so much more capacity of the church, our volunteers, this ministry to do so much more in such a bigger way. And and I don't want to miss this moment. You've been yeah. able to see the local church there come together. That's exciting, isn't it? It has been incredible to see the church be the church. Yeah and work together to be the hands and feet and to complement each other, to support each other. Um, the church, nobody mobilizes as well as the local church. Um, and to see the church fill in the gap, um, like I was saying, this was a massive storm. And the government was doing an incredible job, search and rescue, building bridges, you know, helping in some of these really hard-hit areas, but there were so many communities that were hit hard, too, that needed help immediately. And so the church and organizations like ours just kind of filling in that gap. Um, I was on the phone with, I was in this community, and there's so many children running around, and there's 
medical issues, mental health issues. Um, I was able to call the Department of Children and Families Secretary and say, hey, I need your team here. We need to work together. We need to help this community. And the next day, she was there walking next to me, knocking on doors. And then this incredible thing happened. DCS is calling us, hey, will you guys go out to this community? Hey, this is a community that they need formula. And so our volunteers were able to get special formula, get out there, hand out teddy bears. That was a special request, mm-hmm. teddy bears. Wow. If you think about it, these kids, they, they lost everything. So mm-hmm. a teddy bear is really meaningful to uplift spirits and, and say, hey, we're from a ministry and we care about you and we want to invite you to church when this is all over. We want to you know, share why we're out here doing this every day. Um, it was really just incredible. And one of the things that was really amazing was, you know, these are local volunteers connected with churches and with Better Together. And they, they started building these friendships with these families. So these families that were once isolated were getting immediate support, but now they have some friendships. These families are now connecting past the initial distribution. They are encouraging each other on a day-to-day basis. I mean, these friendships and this support, encouragement, and this community and these little conversations talking about God's love for them and why we do what we do. I mean, those are planting seeds in a way that it's just incredible. And I'm so excited to see how God uses those seeds and the impact of just our volunteers and the work they're doing and their kids and tow and these conversations and what that's going to look like for our community. Um, we've had over 12 um, families come to know the Lord so far through our work wow, and our efforts. Well, wow. And just really natural conversations. Um, and that's what's been incredible is we're just showing God through our actions and leading with love. And people are seeing that and they're taking notice and it's involving into a much deeper conversation and more meaningful conversation and it has just been awe-inspiring, and I know that there's so much going on that's seen, but there's so much that's unseen as well. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking a lot of churches aren't even open, and some people can't even go to their church, much less they might not go to church at all. But our God being who He is and reaching out to us is using you as His hands and feet right now to reach out to people who they can't go to church. They can't get out of their street, maybe. But you've reached them uh, for him because he wants everyone. There's not his will any be left behind, and you're doing that work. And I think that is a really big thing, was just bringing, yeah, bringing church to them, bringing the gospel to them and their neighborhood and their front door. Um and again, just the relationships that have been formed, like through our volunteers knocking on those doors, continuing to show up, continuing to pray for them. Um, and that was, I mean, a lot of what we're saying is they're saying, hey, we were, you know, distrustful of the church or we've had a bad experience. And they're like, man, we like earning their trust and showing them, you know, what Christ's love looks like and being able to have those conversations have been so meaningful. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't really think about that, but what an opportunity to reach out to the de-churched mm-hmm. 
as well as the unchurched. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, Megan, I'm looking at your website, and I'm sure some of these stats have changed, but the ones you have prominent here, uh, you guys have delivered hurricane relief supplies door-to-door, like we've been talking about, to more than uh, 6,500 families. You've served warm meals to over 5,500 families, secured tarps, and covered roofs for over 440 homes, provided host families to 13 families displaced by Hurricane Ian, and connected more than uh, 100 post-storm job seekers with employment opportunities and resources. Again, I'm sure those numbers have only increased. When you see how God is using your efforts, that has to make you, I don't know, just catch your breath a little bit. It's funny is, you know, we're running at 100 miles per hour all the time, it feels like. And um, last week, we got a call from the governor's office, um, and Casey DeSantis had heard about Better Together and the great work our volunteers and churches are doing and awarded us $400,000 of hurricane relief funds for the Florida Disaster Fund. That is amazing. Praise God for that. Awesome. Wow. Just God's provision, because we've just been, there's so much needs and for God to be able to provide in that way. But it was just a moment of just, it was a crystallizing moment for me of just realizing it was just a huge thank you for the volunteers who have been serving with us, knocking on doors, meeting families from putting together a job fair within just a few days. Because um, not only did people lose their homes, but they lost their jobs. Yeah. And so to be able to help make an easy way for people to get connected to new jobs for families that don't have a home to have a safe place for their children to go, why they work through everything, all of this work to be able to kind of have this moment and see it recognized. Mm. Um, and then God to prov- continue to provide what we need to keep going. I always give this analogy. We're like, we're a generator right now. We are you know, generating our community and keeping things going. And every time we get a volunteer, every time that someone gives to our ministry, every time we hear that, I can't believe you showed up, I can't believe you cared, it just is the gas that keeps us going. Mm. And so it has been incredible that God keeps filling up our tank and keeps fueling us to be able to meet the needs of our community and It's going to continue. I mean, we're just getting into the hard stuff, the hard yeah. days. We have to remember that. It's yeah. ongoing. People this is going to take jobs. weeks yeah. and months oh, and years, and years yeah. to recover from this, and you're going to be there to walk with them. All right, Megan, um, how can we help you? You need volunteers. You need financial support. How can we best help you guys? We always need volunteers. So if you're listening to this and you would like to get involved, we have so many different opportunities that you can volunteer. Um, And not just yourself, but like I said, with your kids as well. Um, And then financial resources is always going to be a continuous need just Mm -hmm. so we can have the resources we need to be able to help families and the ways that they need support. Go to Facebook, Curtin Cade Mornings. I've got a link there to Better Together, bettertogetherus.org. When you get to the website, you're going to see a window pop up, and it's all about Hurricane Ian and what they're up to and what they're doing. If you would like to help them, uh, you can do that. You can donate. You can volunteer, all of that. And, uh, wow, 
I just, uh, Megan, what can I say? It, it's so inspiring to hear what God is doing through your efforts there. Um, you know, the Lord is strengthening you, and we would love to check in with you. You know, we, we don't want to forget about you either. You know, once the mm-hmm. the initial, um, you know, outreach is, is there, you know, a lot of times in the media, it's like, okay, well, what's we... What's the next disaster? What's the yeah. next thing we can talk about? We'd love to have you back at some point to to make sure that we walk with you as you walk with others. Thank you for loving them in Jesus' name. Thank you.